Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust, member FDIC. Since your hometown shop for sewing and embroidery machines, supplies, fabrics, and more. For your outdoor needs, check out their steel chainsaws, leaf blowers, riding mowers, and a wide selection of lawn and garden equipment for the green thumb in your family. Johnston's Home Center, 1421 Military Road in Benton, or on the web at johnstonshomecenter.com. If they don't have it, you probably don't need it. Did you know you can have high cholesterol without any symptoms? High LDL or bad cholesterol can have a big impact on your cardiovascular health, increasing your risk of a heart attack or stroke. Reduce your risk by knowing your LDL cholesterol level and working with your doctor on a treatment plan. Lowering your LDL cholesterol today can help you enjoy a healthier tomorrow. Visit the American Heart Association at heart.org slash LDL to learn why lower is better. Eat My Catfish Studios, it's time for Arkansas's number one collar-driven sports show. It's Drive Time Sports on the Buzz Radio Network with your hosts, Randy Rainwater and Rick Schaefer. Lock it in and get ready to dial us up. Drive Time Sports is on the air. Welcome back to Drive Time Sports. We get... To play um, two introductions here, I'm Rick Schaefer for Northwest Arkansas. In and now, Trey Biddy is brought to you by Chris Crane Hyundai, Arkansas's number one Hyundai dealer, and Genesis of Conway, Arkansas's only Genesis dealer. Genesis of Conway, the future of luxury today. Ray Tucker on Drive Time Sports is brought to you by Guatney Buick GMC. Well, welcome, Trey. <laughs> hey. Here with Ray and Rick today. Randy's out. How'd you enjoy the weekend? It's a good weekend. Good weekend. Baseball team went two, uh, two and one. Should have gone three and zero, oh, but uh, two and one. And uh, some incredible pitching. And then uh, basketball team with a nice win. Chance to go on a winning streak uh, with a big game against Vanderbilt. So yeah, it's a good weekend as far as Razorback sports go. I'm assuming. Did you were you at the basketball game this weekend? No, actually, uh, Connor went for okay. us. I'll be back on right. at Vanderbilt. So I've been to, I've been to most of them this year, but uh, I, I watched from home against. Uh, well, then you didn't see it in person. So <clears throat> I've had the privilege yeah. of being around Razorback basketball for uh, well over forty years, Not, but I, I don't go much anymore. I still watch it, but I'm talking about observing and knowing what's going on. You know, that's the 13th time, Khalif Battle, the 13th time a Razorback has ever scored 40 points in a game. I w- yeah. I'd worked either as SID or radio for 34 years. I saw it twice. That's how rare it is. I saw Joe Klein yeah. do it, and I saw Todd Day do it. It is rare to score 40 in a game. What do you think of his performance? Yeah. Um, what, I think Rodney did it after uh, yeah. you were I saw about. Oh, excuse me. I did see that one. You're right. I saw that one, yeah. too, so I saw three of them. Yeah, but uh, still seventh most, I think, all time in Arkansas history. Yeah. You know, I thought what was maybe not as impressive as, as scoring 42, but to go 14 to 14 from the free throw line, yeah. play 38 minutes without a single turnover, uh, just a, a great game. And what he was coming off 18 in the previous game and 15 before that. So, mm-hmm. you know, this is a guy that opened up the first two games of the season with 21 points in each of them and had scored over 20 in several and then just, I think, all but. Ole Miss and Kentucky before this last three-game stretch, I think he'd been in single digits for every SEC game this season. And so he's not what I thought he was going to be when Arkansas got him and how you know, based on how he was playing earlier in the year. Like right now, he's playing well above that, obviously at 42 points. But, you know, I think the, the real guy that we, you know, thought we were going to see all year was probably somewhere in between, uh, you know, a guy that would put up 15 a game or something like that. That's what I was expecting out of Caleb Battle. So it's good to see he's finally found his groove. Hopefully it'll continue. I mean, it all feels like a little bit too little too late with the basketball team kind of finding a groove. And, 
you know, they've got some tough games to finish the schedule out, but uh, they've got a chance to put three in a row together against Vanderbilt again, and not another, uh, you know, not another really good SEC team. Now, winning at Texas A&M, a bubble team on the road, that's certainly hard to do, and. Um, you know, Missouri's Missouri and Vanderbilt's Vanderbilt, but uh, they have some opportunities coming up here, Kentucky and Alabama and LSU. So they have some opportunities to get some big wins and maybe get out of that first weekend or excuse me, that first uh, day of games in the SEC tournament. And I don't know, who knows, maybe they could make a run. I mean, I'm not projecting that at all. I don't think that's what's going to happen. No. I mean, we've been fooled by this team so many times. But for them to make it to the postseason, you know, they could get an NIT bid, and then I think you start asking, would they take an NIT bid? Because you start looking at the roster, like, who's who's coming back next year? You know, and uh, is the NIT something? Well, I mean, what do you think? You think that they would, with this roster right now, come back? Absolutely. And, uh, Here, here's why you the do NIT? it. The NIT okay. is every bit the equivalent of the Liberty Bowl uh, or, or bowls of that nature. When you think that there are 41 bowls, that means out of 125 Division I teams, 82 of them get to go to bowl games. In basketball, there's 360-some-odd teams, and 100 of them get to go to postseason. So absolutely, you have to do it no matter who's on the team and no matter who's coming back. you you got to do it. Now, and I think it wasn't good enough for Stan Heath. Well, he <laughs> was, yeah, was kind of told, don't accept the bid, and that probably was a mistake on his part. He probably should have said, oh, we want to play. And uh, it, it cost him later. So, anyway. Yeah. But I think it would be... A, well, hey, Nolan, at, Nolan Richardson had uh, fi- national championship, Final Four, Sweet 16, mm-hmm. NIT. And his NIT yep. team won three te- three games in the tournament. So, it, it helped yep. toward the future. Yeah, but, but, I mean, but you it is Yeah, you look at the roster, though. I mean, so Caleb Battle could come back. He would be a six-year guy. Uh, if he came back, oh, Minifield obviously could come back. Yeah, yeah Battle I, I didn't come know Battle back. could come back. Wow, he would have a he has a COVID year available to him. He had a wow. red shirt year, um, one year for a medical. So you had to play in fewer than thirty percent of the game. So he he did that uh, and took a medical in twenty one twenty two. So Battle Minifield could come back. Brazil could come back, but you know I think a lot of us think he'll probably move on. Right, uh, L Ellis is done. Devo could come back. Pinion could come back. Blocker could come back. Denajay Harris is is done after this year. Chandler Lawson is done. Uh, Bay Fall obviously could come back. Jalen Graham's done. Tremont Mark could come back. Mackay Mackay is a fifth year senior, but he he had a year in. So I don't know how 2020 2021 works in Florida because he was injured that year and played in fewer than 30% of the games. But that was the COVID year also. So does that, could you take a medical for that year? I don't know. I if don't that, know. I don't that, know if that that'd works. be a seventh year. I, I don't I don't know. It would be uh, a sixth. Sixth. I don't know that I would count on him. I don't know if, how yeah. many of those you could count on, but you're talking about a lot of guys. I'm just saying theore- theoretically, I'm saying theoretically, could he come back? But he's the difference with him and Battle is Battle is listed as having taken a red shirt that year, and Mackay is not listed as that. So I, I don't know if he just didn't apply for it or if it wasn't available because it was the COVID year or, or what exactly. But um, And then Jeremiah Davenport is also out of eligibility after this year. So you've got – I mean, most of these guys are going to – are going to move on one way or another. I mean, I say, like, you know, Tremont Mark could come back, but I, I think he'll probably, you know, test out the pro landscape, and I think Brazil will probably do that too. And, you know, battle for basketball players, they don't really come back for six years very <laughs> very often. It's just a matter yeah. of could they if they wanted to, but usually you don't see that. But isn't it interesting that two weeks ago we were talking about there might be two guys coming back. We just don't know. Mm-hmm. And here's, here's what Musselman would have to weigh is when you talk about guys like Mark, battle the way he's playing now, can he get better players than that out of the transfer portal? I'm not sure, but battle scoring 42, to me, accentuates the absolute craziness of this season. Because there's a guy that hadn't started until three or four games ago. He was good in December, horrible for a while, and now you have to say, what if he'd have been playing all the time? Maybe. Mm-hmm. Would they have won more games? Was there a reason he wasn't playing? I mean, we, we don't know. It's, it, I mean, this explain has been Keon a... Minifield while you're doing that. I mean, going for, what, 32? <laughs> yeah. In his third game? <laughs> right. Is it Razorback? I mean, 
Yeah, I mean, obviously with Mark, we understand that a little bit better. He went for 34 against North Carolina and 35 yeah. against Texas A&M. You know, he's been a little bit more consistent. Yes. It's over 17 points a game. Uh, but for Minifield to do, you know, go over 30, that's very surprising. And then for Battle, the, just the way SEC play has gone, and he looked like a guy that's capable of getting hot and doing something like that. But just the way SEC play has gone, you wouldn't have expected 42 out of him. So pretty remarkable. No. I mean, his whole game, he had six rebounds. No turn, no turnovers in 38 yeah. minutes to put up that yeah. many points in 14 of 14 from the foul line. It's really rare feat. Yeah, you got to figure he took. Okay, so one of his free throws was on a uh, four point play, and yep, so that means 13 other free throws. Um, I don't know how to equate that because you figure two shot. He, I guess he had another three point uh, where he made a basket, made a free throw. So you take that. So he took 15 shots from the floor. Two of his uh, four, two of his free throws were attached to those shots, so that leaves 12. So that takes six shots to do that. So he took 21 shots and scored 42 points. That is really amazing. Mm-hmm. I mean, we got a couple of callers. If you okay, let's take them. All right, let's uh, talk to Charlie and Camden. Charlie, you're on drive time. What's up, guys? Uh, Rick, I hear you talking about uh, Khalif Battles night the, uh, the other night over there. Is that what yeah. you're talking about? Yes. What a night. What a game. I mean, unbelievable performance. I don't, you know, back in the day, I could shoot it a little bit, but I don't know if I could stand there wide open. What do you shoot? Nine, what do you shoot from three? Nine for, what was it? Uh, six of nine. nine. For 12, six, six of nine. Okay. Y'all might could do that wide, side block, you know, wide open, but, you know, we just, he just was on fire. I think the thing that, you know, probably. One of the big, most impressive things for him, you know, he's coming on defensively. I think that's one of the reasons why he's staying on the floor. Let's think about the game before. Shot three for 15, but he stayed out there because he was rebounding. He was playing defense, and he's getting to the free throw line. So I think that's the key. And Trey's on here too, right? Yes. You yes. there, Mr. Biddy? Yes, I'm here. All right. Well, I have a question for you, sir. Um uh, know everybody on – Twitter is, and listen, rightfully so, we're all worried about who's going to start a quarterback for the team, and I understand that, but you know, after watching last year, I'm much more worried right now about the five guys that are in front of them, and and that's just because of what I saw last year. We had a good quarterback. I don't care what anybody says. I think KJ's going to be fine where he went, and uh, you know, at the end of the day, you know, we got to block some people, and yep. I know we got some guys on campus. Um, I want to know your confidence level. Um, you know, you wouldn't have thought in year four that that would be a struggle for Pittman. Do you think this team takes a huge step up front in the offensive line next year? And anyways, I'll hang up with you. Okay, thanks for calling. I, I hear what he's wanting me to say. <laughs> <laughs> I can't. I can't say that yet. Uh, so... Yeah, I think Arkansas has a pretty good defensive line. Um, I think they probably overestimated how good the defensive line was yesterday on based on practices, and and um, and overestimated you know how good the offensive line would be based on that competition. I think that played a role in it. But what we do know is that they recognized some issues and made a whole lot of changes. I mean, they've changed offensive line coach. Um, they brought in three players. So. I would be more concerned if they were just like, well, these guys are going to get better and, you know, we're <laughs> just going to move forward with what we're doing. Uh, so they brought in Addison Nichols. They brought in uh, Keyshawn Blackstock, and they brought in uh, Fernando Carmona, who I think is going to be really good for them. And they're getting a visit from Branson Hickman on March 8th. So that's the dead period ends on the 3rd, and the quiet period starts on the 4th. So from there on out, they can start hosting visitors. They're going to have a lot of visitors come in that weekend, on, starting on the 8th. So uh, Hickman will be one of those guys, and he's a very well-regarded offensive lineman. He started a lot of games, 33 games for SMU, was an all-AAC performer, and he's a guy that a lot of schools um, targeted. Are targeting, uh, but he's visiting Arkansas first. I, t- I spoke to him, and he seems really intrigued. So getting him, I think, would be another nice addition. It would give you the option with Nichols, you know, to maybe work him at guard, uh, but also know that he has that center background, and you know, probably roll with Hickman if you get him uh, at center. 
and then two new tackles. And then I, I still think they need to go out and get another offensive lineman. So I can't just say right now without having watched a single spring practice uh, how much better I think the offensive line might be or not having gotten any reports out of practice about what people are saying and what people are seeing. Uh, so, you know, in, in terms of the closed portions that will happen also. So, um Yes, they recognize the problems. Yes, you're right that if the offensive line isn't better, it doesn't really matter. I mean, just to show how bad the offensive line was, and it wasn't just them because the tight ends didn't block very well either. I mean, they just didn't. The running backs didn't block. The whole system didn't work very well. But for K.J. Jefferson, for a guy that we saw shuck tacklers one time after another, I mean, think about how many times you see K.J. shake off a a would-be tackler, and he still was sacked 45 times. (laughs) <laughs> My gosh. I mean, yeah. So, I mean, imagine if they didn't have a dual-threat guy back there. Oh, uh, so the offensive line, the tight ends, the running backs all have to become much better blockers. I do know this with Poppy Petrino. Uh, if you can't pass protect for him, he, he would say this about running backs, um, then you can't play for him. So he's not going to put people out there if they can't protect. Trey, uh, Ace from Monticello has got a question for you. Okay. Go ahead, Ace. Thank you, gentlemen. Uh, look, I mean, briefly, I, we know what's going to happen with the basketball team. They're going to catch fire, win four, and make the automatic bid, get a sales seed. The first four in that region will get beat in the first weekend, and we'll be back in the Elite Eight before you know it. Calm down. It's fine. It, it is happy hour, you know. Okay. <laughs> I, I right, Ace. Prove me wrong. Uh, Good no, for you. Hope you're right. That, the, the legitimate question uh, when when does I know spring practice is coming along probably in, in quite a while down, but probably how much can you tell? Uh, I mean, given everything with you know transfer portals and all that, uh, how much are we going to know at the end of spring practice uh, about you know about this team? Do you think? I mean, do, are you guys going to have enough access? How does that all yeah. work? Uh, so you can evaluate, maybe give us. A, so yeah, I, I don't hang up. Listen, thanks. thanks. That's a good question. Uh, you know, I think spring. In the spring, I think access is, is should be allowed. Uh, where we don't have a whole lot of sports teams in this state, we have Arkansas, and um, I think having media there to talk about the team and say what they saw, and you know, fans are hungry for that information. I think it's very important. I remember when Brett Bielma got at Arkansas his first year, and they closed down the first four practices of spring football. It's like it never even happened. And you, you know, you've got a brand new coach and. Um, you know, excitement, and it's just like, and everybody else around the country is talking about spring football, and we had nothing, no interviews, no access, nothing. And so I always thought that was just a really poor play by Bielema to do that. Um, Bobby Petrino used to open up every single practice in its entirety. We watched all of it. Pittman has been definitely more closed, uh, typically giving us, you know, felt like last year maybe, 20, 30 minutes, something like that. I think maybe we got to watch uh, one scrimmage almost in its entirety, uh, maybe two. Maybe we watched a good bit of another one. But also know at the end of last year, after Dan Enos was fired, uh, practices were shut down entirely. We didn't have any access to practice. So I'm really hoping that's not the case this year. I just don't, I don't think that's a good way to do it because, you know, we're the... Uh, we're the outlet to the fans in a lot of ways. And, they, you know, they've got other things that they do, Hogs Plus and stuff, but those are just really promotional deals. They're not going to have people who say what they really see and really think out there, and you know. So um, hopefully that we have plenty of, of access. I don't. Again, it's the spring. I know that you have a new offensive coordinator in Petrino, but my thoughts are, you know, give us access. It certainly, I think, helps. Um you know, fan interest. I think it's mutually beneficial. Mr. Biddy, JJ has a question for you. Go ahead, okay. JJ. Hey, Trey. Um, we know that uh, that Coach Pittman, when he was on uh, other staff, not as head coach, but an offensive line coach, he was mm-hmm. uh, renowned as a great offensive line coach. But now, as a head coach, you kind of oversee all departments. So, yep. fair or unfair, how, what do you think that? so much of the line play was placed at his feet. Yeah, well, I think that's what would surprise anybody. Year four of Sam Pittman and the offensive line isn't up to snuff. What I'll say is 
the word was kind of when things were going bad and they were talking about changing things up, moving players around, uh, and Pittman said that he you know wasn't going to have like any more influence over the offensive line than he had in person and had previously. When we were at practice, he was just with the offensive line the whole time. And so uh, I think he definitely recognized he needed to interject himself more there. But as the head coach, there's so many more responsibilities, especially nowadays, than there has been in the past. You know, you have to be you have to be able to manage your roster. You have NIL, all the recruiting responsibilities. I think it makes it pretty much impossible to be an offensive coordinator, as we used to see so often with head coaches, and I feel like seeing it less and less. So it's difficult, I think, but at the same time, it was really surprising to me that Pittman would let um, you know something like that slide under his watch because he does have such an impressive background as an offensive line coach um, and, and an evaluator, I mean, and a recruiter. I mean, he's, he's recruited some great offensive linemen in his time, so... I mean, guys that have gone on to the right. NFL draft, so you would think that he, he's he got a pretty good eye for, um, you know, what it takes to compete on this level. And, you know, Arkansas had some guys that were just young. Devin Manuel was hurt a good bit of last year. I know they were really like his potential. They liked the potential of a lot of guys, but I think they just didn't fully realize it. You know, Patrick Kudis was pretty young, just 19 years old, getting thrown into the mix. Andrew Chambly also, um, you know, a little more inexperienced. As You know, if you guys remember, I didn't say everything right but about Andrew. I was kind of saying that, you know, he's still a year away, basically all fall camp, and he ended up having to be the starter for most of the year. Um, so, yeah, I think they – and Bo Limmer, you know, I, th- I think Bo playing his first year at center just wasn't maybe as good as he would have been if it was two years in at center. I thought he played a lot better at guard in previous years, and Brady Latham really didn't have the year that he had had before. So a lot of offensive line questions, but they're warranted because that's – it doesn't matter how good Taylor Green is. If he doesn't have time or Jacoby Criswell or whoever wins the job, they don't have time to throw, then it's going to be a, a train wreck again. Okay, never a train wreck when Trey Vinny's on. Glad to have you, Trey. Hope you have Thanks, a beautiful sir. evening. We'll be back with more of Drive Time Sports after this. Sanders Ground Essentials presents Belinda Mayo when she joins Morning Mayhem each Thursday morning. Sanders Ground Essentials, where great lawns start today. On the web at sandersground.com. It's Melinda Mayo each Thursday with Morning Mayhem on 103.7 The Buzz. Old Man Winter here. One more snowstorm. Not a chance, Mr. Winter. It's spring. It's also time for the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all our award-winning Hyundai models, all backed by America's best warranty. Hurry in. These deals won't last at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end February 29th. Call 562-314-4603 for details. On March 30th, one lucky Saracen Casino player will win a Corvette Stingray from Guatney Chevrolet. This new Corvette is the pinnacle of precision, and with 500 horses in 0 to 60 in under 3 seconds, you'll have more speed than you'll ever need. You can win the most powerful production Stingray in history just for playing, but only at Saracen Casino Resort. Start playing today. Saracen Casino Resort, Vegas, Arkansas style. Gambling problem? Call 800-522-4700. I'm Supreme Court Justice Barbara Webb, and I'm excited to announce my candidacy for the position of Chief Justice. From private practice to prosecuting attorney to justice on the Supreme Court, my over four decades of courtroom experience have more than prepared me for this opportunity. I'll be an experienced and prepared Chief Justice with a fresh perspective on how to tackle our biggest problems. And that's exactly what Arkansans deserve. I'll focus on reducing case backlogs, expanding public access to the court, and modernizing our current systems and processes to save time and create efficiencies. Most importantly, I will uphold the rule of law and protect our Constitution. That's what I've done my entire life, and that's what I'll do as your next Chief Justice. With your support, I will continue to be a fair and independent voice that all Arkansans can trust. Remember, early voting begins February 20th, and Election Day is March 5th. Paid for by the Barbara Webb for Chief Justice Committee.
Honda ATVs have a rock-solid reputation. Right now, upgrade your adventure with incredible deals on Honda accessories. For a limited time, buy select new Honda ATVs and get up to $300 in free accessories, helping you have more fun on the trails. Head over to Richard's Honda at 6600 South University in Little Rock and save big on accessories today. Honda accessory rebate offer is valid the purchase of a new and unregistered 2024 and prior ATV models. Check with participating Honda dealers for complete details. Are you ready for a better forklift experience? River Valley Tractor and Castle Forklift have teamed up to manage your material handling needs. From diesel, lithium, propane, and so much more, Castle's product line is versatile, ready for the next generation of consumers to make every job easier. Step into the future of forklift innovation. Choose Castle. Visit River Valley Tractor, your authorized Castle forklift dealers in Central Arkansas. Riverfront Steakhouse in North Little Rock. Dinner for two for 60 bucks. There ain't nothing cheap about this meal because you're going to get the Riverfront Salad Bar for two. That's the largest salad bar in North America. And then you're going to get that filet, 10 ounce. And I'm talking about prime cut. Uh, filet, 10 ounce plus four of the double F fried shrimp. Count the size of your hand. Then pick out two sides, whether it's tabachi fried rice with chicken, baked potato, onion rings, mashed potatoes, supreme, spinach supreme, french fries, zucchini, or wild mushrooms. All that, folks, two for $60. Make your reservation now, Riverfront Steakhouse in North Little Rock, Wyndham Hotel, Three seven one nine thousand. Tell them, tell them, tell Shapur I sent you. Live from the Eat My Catfish Studios, you feed your crave for sports by listening to Drive Time Sports. Much like you feed your crave at any of the seven Eat My Catfish locations. Often imitated, but never duplicated. This is Drive Time Sports with Randy Rainwater on the Buzz Radio Network. Welcome back to Drive Time Sports. No Randy Rainwater tonight. He will be back tomorrow. It's Ray Tucker in Central Arkansas, Rick Schaefer in Northwest Arkansas. And now we're joined by, do we have, do we have an intro for Landon? Uh, I'll double check. Okay. No. Anyway, we're joined by Landon Leach. He said so no. Landon, good to have you with us tonight. <laughs> hey, guys. How are y'all? Hey, Landon. We're just having the time of our lives. How about you? <laughs> <laughs> oh, not too bad. Not too bad. Got to do the show and then go watch my little girl play in the basketball tournament. So, be a good night. That's a good night. You're exactly right. Okay, so have we talked to you since the Super Bowl? We have not. No, I okay. had uh, she had the flu and then there was some other stuff going on. But, no, sir, we have not. Well, then let's just go back to that. And... Um, <laughs> You know, obviously, when Kansas City wins for the third time uh, with the same quarterback, you start wanting to rate people and say, is this guy the greatest ever and anything like that. Why don't you tell us your thoughts on Mahomes, and uh, is it still too early for him to be ranked one of the top two or three quarterbacks ever? Yeah, you know, that's always a difficult question. I kind of get... (laughs) You know, with all these different who's the greatest of all time, all those type of things. But, you know, you have to say with, with what he's done over this short time, I mean, it's definitely some of the best quarterback play in the history over, what, six or seven years? I think seven years now he's been in the league. Is that right? Uh, six. Um, six, okay. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it, it there's a lot of, of, of parts to this. You know, it. What's impressive to me is he's done it with a lot of different receivers, uh, but he's had Kelsey, obviously. Uh, but, it, but the rest of them, you know, it's a lot of different interchangeable parts. And, uh, you know, the way that he just comes through in the clutch, uh, you know, he can be struggling, you know, most of the game. Uh, but what wins in the, the playoffs is not turning the ball over, and uh, he rarely does that. Um and comes up with in the big moments and and it also helps you know as i've mentioned before uh i think he's got probably the best play caller in the history of the nfl in andy reed um and people may say what do you mean by that well look what he did with donovan mcnab in philly and then look what happened as soon as he left philly to donovan donovan mcnab um so 
you know, those things always go hand in hand. It is just like Brady was, you know, when he was with the Patriots. And now, obviously, later in his career, uh, Brady was running his own offense at that point, basically. Uh, but you've got to have it all, you know, early on. And, and him and Reed together have been pretty dynamic, and I just don't see it changing. Um, you know, but that said, defense pretty much wanting this Super Bowl. Uh, I, I saw a stat the other day that they didn't get there. There was only one team, I believe, Green Bay, that scored more than 24 points on them all season. Wow. Yeah. Right. Makes a difference. Well, you know, the thing about it is, okay, Mahomes, you're right. Great. He and Brady, Montana, Bradshaw, they are all so totally different from each other. That's That's why... That's why I think it's very hard to compare and say this guy's better than that guy because they're they're all distinctively different. It's not like they have many similarities other than that. They, other than that, they win. Yeah, absolutely. And you, you know, you've got a guy, uh, you know, in some of these guys that don't have the strongest arm, but they're the most accurate you've ever seen. And you've got guys like Mahomes that, you know, he sometimes he plays on rhythm, but most of the time it's him you know, making some backyard plays throughout the game that you just say, holy cow, you know, where did that come from? And, uh, you know, just his ability to, to buy time in the pocket and outside the pocket and let guys pop open. And, uh, yeah, I'm with you on it. And, and then, to me, that also shows you why it is so difficult to pinpoint who's going to be a good pro and who's not at the quarterback position. You played baseball also. Mahomes was a heck of a baseball player. Can you see some of the uh, attributes that he had in baseball showing up in his quarterbacking? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, just all the different arm angles he can use. Uh, you know, and and uh, people wonder, you know, how can he be so accurate doing that? Well, you know, when you're playing middle infield, as he was, I know he was pitched too, but when you're playing middle infield growing up and, and you start throwing, you know, making plays on the run and, and – across your body and all these other different throws, it, it just kind of bleeds over into football for him. And um, now what he's able to do as far as accuracy on those levels is, is pretty impressive. Uh, but that's where it comes from, is from the baseball, from the different type of throws he was making on the infield uh, and the different arm angles he was using. And, uh, yeah, it's pretty neat to see him, you know, basically be able to stand flat-footed and, and work his arm around, you know, different angles and, and uh, be accurate with the football. Okay. Well, let's while we've got you here, spring football is starting in a couple weeks. Arkansas has four quarterbacks on campus that will be competing for a job that's now open. You want to take them one at a time? How familiar are you with each of them? And you might go through them one at a time. What are their strengths? And maybe what their chances are of ending up being the starter in uh, in August. Yeah, you know, I, I'm obviously more familiar with uh, with Chris Will and um, with um, oh my goodness, sorry, I just went blank on the transfer um, from Brigham. I mean, from uh, Boise State. From, from Boise, uh-huh. yeah. uh, Green. So obviously, I, I've been able to watch more on them uh, and. You know, like you said, I'll, I'll go one by one. You got Jacoby, who is a guy that's been in, you know, a, a type of system like this now for, I believe, going on his fourth, maybe his fifth year. I, I can't remember what year he is. Uh, but, you know, he ran this, this style of offense uh, at North Carolina. Uh, then he comes in in the Ninos offense. So, in my opinion, uh, he's going to have an upper hand on the verbiage that they're going to be using within the offense. Uh, you know, you're not going to get into a, you know, double right split, you know, 85 type of, you know, just something simple, easy, uh, where the receivers and everybody have to know what they're doing. Instead, it's going to be a lot more verbiage, you know, where it's like a right R do, spot you, pass 26, double post X7 bin type of, you know, situation that you're in. And so that alone, to me, is going to give him an upper hand, uh, you know, maybe on some of these, uh, maybe on green, for example. Um just because that terminology may be foreign to Green, uh, where, who ran more out of the spread uh, there at Boise. Um, now, as far as arm strength and accuracy, you know, uh, you hear some things, and, and uh, you know, sometimes he, he looks like, boy, 
he can make every throw there is, and then sometimes the accuracy becomes a little bit of an issue. Uh, and then as far as Green, kind of see what you get from him. Uh, he's going to be a guy that I think he's got to do a lot of work on his on his mechanics and this mainly his footwork. Uh, he, he can make some incredible throws. He's got the arm strength um, to make every throw there is. Uh, he's obviously got the advantage in the ability to extend the play and and uh, in the speed. You know, at the position, a true dual threat type quarterback, uh, along with a, a lot of size and height, uh, like a lot of throws that he made. Uh, but again, it's going to come down to how well he can do uh, and how much he can improve his footwork. Uh, in the next few months, and then obviously get the terminology down. Uh, Singleton's probably the one I actually know the least about, which is, you know, I know he's been up there a year. Uh, heard really good things about him. Uh, so, you know, he would definitely be a dark horse. Uh, I hear he's a pretty good dual threat guy. Uh, they really like his arm strength uh, and, and really uh, hear good things about him as a leader. And then obviously K.J. Jackson, uh, just see the high school film, and, and the, the kid can fling it. Uh, big arm, uh, you know, lefty. Uh, it, it's just very, very difficult to – there's some offenses you can come in, you know, as a true freshman and, and really run and, and play well and kind of get the ground running. Uh, some more of those basic top offenses, I just don't see him uh, being in the mix. So I, I really think it's a three-horse race. Uh, you know, this year. Now, that's not, not a knock on KJ. It's just hard to come in as a sure. freshman, uh, learn that terminology, uh, and especially all the in- intricacies of, of a Petrino offense where, you know, on each play call, there may be eight different route, routes that can be run from the four receivers depending on, you know, what the corner does, what the linebacker does, and, and being able to read all of that uh, is just going to be very difficult for a freshman to come in and do. So Singleton redshirted last year. Jackson, that could be a, mm-hmm. a case for him. You're mentioned on Chris, well familiar with the offense, and yet uh, it's not the offense he was recruited to come to. Uh, how, how similar is what Petrino runs to what he has run in the past? Yeah, it's, Petrino's going to be more similar to what he was doing at North Carolina. Uh-huh. Um, and uh, as far as more of the crossing routes, uh, more of the uh, – the read option routes where, you know, if a corner steps down, they may turn it into an automatic go, where if they bail, you may turn it into a stick. So there's more reading uh, by the receiver and the quarterback having to be on the same page, uh, but also the way that they scheme things up. And um, there's, you know, even in a Petrino offense where everybody's running a route, you better run your route just in case, but most of the time it's going to be a – really two or three guys that you're that pre-snap that you know you know may be getting the football and um, it's so he's going to do well you know terminology was the main thing that I was trying to get at uh, as far as why he might have a little bit of an upper hand uh, you know on the other quarterbacks just because of uh, you know all the verbiage that, that comes along with that type of offense Mm-hmm. So a different offensive coordinator, but a lot of the receivers are back from last year. How how comforting is that for these quarterbacks who are competing for the job? Yeah, that's got to be huge for them. Uh, just because you know, you know, when a guy shows you this, you know, this head fake, that means he's. So when you've got an option route and you can go inside or outside as a receiver, you know, now the quarterback can use certain things that he knows about a receiver within their steps or their movement that he can get the ball out before the, you know, they make their break and, and the timing becomes, you know, much better. And so those are the type of things that, that give, you know, like a Jacoby an advantage, uh, you know, over Green coming in is because, you know, he can, he already knows these receivers and the way that they, they make their cut. So that, that's a good point there. Okay, we've got Landon Leach with us for another segment. If you'd like to ask a football question, now's a good time to do it. 501-661-1037. And we'll be back shortly with more of Drive Time Sports.
1037 The Buzz is your home for Arkansas Razorback basketball. Coverage is brought to you by Kaufman by Design West, Guatney Chevrolet, Guatney Buick GMC, Arcare, and Parker Cadillac. Bull riding, the perfect fusion of strength, skill, and pure willpower. Professional bull riders aren't just athletes. They're daredevils with cowboy souls. Come experience the true modern West, where eight seconds of glory will create a lifetime of memories. It's the Unleash the Beasts PBR Little Rock at Simmons Bank Arena, March 15th and 16th. Tickets available at Ticketmaster.com. Hold on tight. The ride of your life is about to begin. Hello, Buzz listeners. It's Frank Fletcher. Well, it's the end of the month, and you know what that means. We've got a sales goal, and we've got to hit it. We can get a big pile of money from Chrysler, and if we miss it, we get zero. So I've told Zippy and all of our managers to do whatever it takes to sell you between now and the end of the month. Folks, we have 0% financing for 72 months on new Ram Bighorns. That is unbelievable. 0% for 72 months and $10,000 discounts on new Ram 2500s. And new Jeep Gladiators are discounted up to 15% off of MSRP. Folks, that's about $12,000. We're making crazy deals and we're paying way too much for trades. Remember to tune in this Thursday morning. We're going to be on the morning show with David Basil and we're going to be giving away some really nice stuff. Come see us at Fletcher Dodge on War Gordon Road in Sherwood or shop us online at FletcherDeals.com. After I drop the kids off, I have to run across town for a meeting, hit the gym during lunch, Jake has soccer tonight, and Emily has gymnastics? Oh, did I turn on the crock pot this morning? <laughs> With a never-ending to-do list, it's easy to forget something important, like setting up a life insurance plan with Shelter Insurance. Your local shelter agent can show you how to create a safety net for your family. Shelter Life Insurance Company, Columbia, Missouri. See Gary Elmore in Lone Oak, Justin Stewart in Malvern, or Drew Self in Hot Springs. If there's anything green in your yard right now, it's probably a weed, and you need to do something about it. Weed Control and Fertilization Service from Sanders Ground Essentials is easier and less expensive than doing nothing or trying to do it yourself. I did that one time and almost killed my yard. Sanders Ground Essentials saves you time and money and makes your yard the envy of the neighborhood. Don't wait. Do it now. Call Sanders Ground Essentials and get started with Sanders Ground Essentials Weed Control Program. Servicing all of Central Arkansas, including Cabot and Jacksonville. On the web at SandersGround.com. Let's get growing! Quality Outdoor Products in Alexander, your metal roofing superstore, has a brand new showroom. Take exit 126 off I-30 and visit with Cal about a new carport or metal building. 40-year colors are available at only $289 a foot. 20-year colors are $259 and Galvalume runs $249. Trim and accessories are always available. Take exit 126 in Alexander or call Cal at 501-455-0240 about a new carport, metal building, or metal roofing supply. Now, back to Drive Time Sports, live from the Eat My Catfish studios. Eat fresh, eat local, eat my catfish. Drive Time Sports, tapped with refreshing sports opinion on the Buzz Radio Network. Welcome back to Drive Time Sports. Hope you're having a pleasant Monday. Ray Tucker in Central Arkansas. I'm Rick Schaefer. Randy Rainwater's out today. He'll be back tomorrow. We've got Landon Leach with us for another segment. So, Landon, who, you know, we just talked about the Razorback quarterbacks, Super Bowl quarterbacks. Who are some of the quarterbacks that you like to watch the most? Uh, you talking about now or growing up? Either. Uh, growing up, I was always a big Brett Favre fan. That's why I'm number four, you know, my entire life, basically. Uh, just loved the, the competitive fire within him uh, and the, the way that he, you know, carried himself on the field. It always seemed like, uh, you know, no matter the score, no matter the situation, he was going to be him. And and uh, whether it's that gunslinger mentality or, uh, you know, the fire that he played with, the passion that he played with uh, was was always my favorite part of of Favre. Um, and did then, you like him you know, just I as much a, when he when he left Green Bay? Did you still like him? So actually, I I stopped liking Green Bay and became a, 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 a Favre fan. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So I've never really had an NFL team. Uh, I've been more of a quarterback fan. Yeah. Uh, and uh, so then I became once he retired, I became a Manning fan. Uh, obviously, uh, so I couldn't stand Brady, <laughs> but I respected him. I didn't like him, um, 
but you know, Manning, just the way that that his mind worked and and how knowledgeable he was, and and the way that he could set a protection one or two times within a twenty-five second play clock, and and scheme things up, and it, it was just the different hand signals. It, it just always amazed me just how brilliant of a mind he had. Uh, and honestly, he didn't have the strongest arm. He was the one I was talking about earlier. You know, he had to have that timing. He had to have the accuracy. Um, and so, always a, always a big fan of his. So do you buy all the – and now that Tate Manning's on every commercial on TV, do you buy all his products? <laughs> I do not. No, he's uh, – boy, he's done a heck of a job after his career, hasn't he, staying in the public eye? I'd say he, so. Uh, he's, he's done a heck of a job for sure. Um, and now, you know, I I like to watch uh, Mahomes as much as I, I don't – want them to win. I'm, I don't know why. I guess it's one of those things where they keep winning, and so I, I don't want them to. <laughs> but, mm-hmm. uh, you know, he's fun to watch just because of the way that, like I said, he can extend plays and, and throw from different angles. And um, then, you know, I, I love to watch Josh Allen play. Um, he's good. Mainly for the arm strength. And, and because I think it's more because coming out of Wyoming and the way he struggled the first year and everyone said, well, he's, you know, he's another Jamarcus Russell. He's just a big guy with a big arm and, and the way that he's turned himself into a quarterback. And, and I think he's only going to get better, uh, over time, uh, because of, you know, he was, he, he's, he was a guy that wasn't accurate. He wasn't, you know, he didn't make the, the quickest decisions. Uh, and he's still struggling some with decision making at times, and that's why I say I, I mm-hmm. look for him to get you know much better over time. Um, and then Purdy's fun to watch just because, again, he obviously not to the same level, but he reminds me of a Brady or a Manning. Uh, you know, not the strongest arm, uh, but he's so knowledgeable of the game, uh, knows knows where his matchups are, and and just somehow seems to make that play, make that throw. Uh, you know, when it looks like he has no chance of doing it. Um, and those, those are really the guys right now. That uh, And then, obviously, Rodgers has always been fun to watch uh, just because, you know, again, he, he was a guy that very rarely turned the football over. It just shows the knowledge that he has. Um, and, then you know, he may not have been the, the greatest teammate for the longest time, uh, but, you know, all you've heard over the last four or five years you know, until this situation came up with the Jets this year is, is how much he's changed himself into becoming more of a, you know, a, a teammate and pumping the guys up versus, you know, early in his career, he was telling people, you ain't good enough, you know, we'll find someone else type of thing. So, <laughs> uh, so those are, <laughs> you know, there's, there's give and take in that. You know, I, I respect that to an extent that, you know, basically what he was telling those guys is get it together or we'll find someone else. And, uh, you know, but at some point you got to understand that some of it's on you as well as a player. You know, that's, that may differentiate him between uh, Brady and Mahomes. You know, because Brady is a guy, they, they say, was an amazing teammate. Uh, you know, mm-hmm. he'd, a rookie would be in the dressing room. He'd come up and say, hi, I'm Tom Brady. Oh, really? Right. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah, yeah. you're Tom Brady. <laughs> right. yeah. Yeah. And you're talking uh-huh. to me? Isn't that amazing? And then look at what Mahomes went through this year with the Chiefs leading the league in drop passes, and yet he mm-hmm. never publicly said anything derogatory about any of those guys. And they get in the playoffs, and they're catching everything. So right. you, you got to give them credit for that. I understand a, a quarterback calling out a, a player or two or saying, you know, hey, you got to do better, but much better to do it privately than publicly, don't you think? Uh, oh, yeah, absolutely. And uh, you know, these press conferences and and uh, you can you can usually tell you know who the leaders are versus the ones that uh, you know may not be such great leaders. They may a little more blame on you know other areas of the team and and uh so these press conferences i, I actually enjoy watching those all right guys we've got bill from little rock has a question for okay. landon great hi bill rick uh there are five quarterbacks in the quarterback room i don't know why austin ledbetter 
is being disrespected. That's well, that's He's true. Not yeah. Mainly, mainly because we th- first we, team all yeah. state. Yeah, he was a Gatorade High School Player of the You're Year. Right. You're right. He's probably won more high school games than the other four quarterbacks combined. I think mm. he has a chance to win the job, but no one talks about it. I guess it's because you you know you're kind of thinking the football roster, and there's a guy that has changed from baseball. He won a lot of games. I don't know if he won more than all of them combined. That because all these guys have been winners. But uh, but you're right, and I didn't mean to, didn't mean to leave him out out of disrespect. It's just that you think of uh, you know he was on the baseball team until what about two months ago and decided he's going to be a quarterback. So what do you think? Or do you know much about him, Landon? And he's got the same attributes as Mahomes. We're just talking about uh, baseball, football, to play baseball. Yeah, yeah exactly. Landon, do you know much about yeah. him? He was a great quarterback uh, in high school. Yeah, I mean, I know he was a fantastic player. Uh, you know, I know a lot of his recruiting was slowed down because he told everyone he wanted to be a baseball player. Um, the thing you're going to run into is, is how many reps does he really get, you know, in spring practice, right, wrong, or indifferent. I'm just telling the way that it works at every school, not just not saying it's just Arkansas. He's going to get maybe – Two or three reps a day, with the and that's not even with the first offense. That's with the second offense. He's going to be maybe running, you know, some third team stuff uh, and scout team stuff. That's why. So that's where he's really going to have to impress, and uh, you know, he's going to have to outwork the rest, whether that's right or whether that's wrong. But I can guarantee you, the four well in spring because I don't KJ is KJ there yet? I can't remember. Yeah, he's on campus. He, yes, he is up there. So. The four scholarship guys are definitely going to get the vast, vast majority of the reps. And and early on, the the top three or who they think the top three are going to get probably every single rep, you know, with the with the ones and most of them with the twos. Uh, and then you'll have KJ get some with the twos. And like I said, you may throw Austin in at the end. Um, so where he's going to have to, he's going to have to build up over time. It's just the way it goes, whether that's right or not. I'm not one to say. I just know how it goes at every school there is. Uh, or it's going to take an injury or it's going to take something. Uh, but from what I understand, he's a heck of a football player, very knowledgeable, uh, and and one of the best that's ever come through the state of Arkansas. And, uh, you know, kind of on that topic, I, I really don't expect to hear anything about a starting quarterback out of spring uh, with the, you know, especially with the transfer portal that opens up again now. Uh, so, Fans out there don't be expecting us to, you know, or them to name a starter, you know, day two of spring practice. <laughs> I don't suspect you'll you'll know who that is until at least week two or three of of uh, fall camp. So, um, you know, but I, I'll also say Petrino will play the best, and who he thinks is the best anyway. Yeah, you're right. Okay, well, good call on uh, better. Thank you for that. Thanks, Landon. Yep. And thank you, Landon. Thanks for being with us today. Enjoy, uh, thank enjoy you. your daughter's game. Will do. Yes, sir. Okay. We understand Pat Bradley is stuck on an airplane and unable to be with us tonight. So wide open phone lines. You can call us, 501-661-1037, about any sports subject when we return on Drive Time Sports. Watney Chevrolet is your destination for big Chevy savings. For a limited time, get a 2024 Equinox SUV for just $22,390 or a roomier 2024 Tahoe SUV for just $65,499. Restrictions apply. So be sure to visit WatneyChevrolet.com to learn more about these big Chevy deals. Or stop by and see us at 1301 